Happy Wednesday, everybody. It is September 16th, and these are some of the headlines on BizarreBus.com. Primate takes phone and then takes selfies. I wonder how he learned how to do that. Man traveled on Greyhound bus with dismembered body parts and suitcases. Doctors preparing to implant world's first human bionic eye. And space debris threatening to destroy International Space Station. It's now too perilous for human beings. All these headlines and more on BizarreBus.com. BizarreBus.com. Real news. No bullshit. Malaysian student who lost his cell phone while he was sleeping, uh, tracked it down, and the culprit was a monkey who took the phone and took selfies and videos and then abandoned it. Um, the student, who's 20, said Wednesday that his phone was missing from his bedroom when he woke up on Saturday. He found the phone casing under his bed, but there was no sign of robbery in his house. When his father saw... A monkey the next day, he searched the jungle behind the house using his brother's phone to call his own device. He found it covered in mud under a palm tree. But a bigger surprise came when he found a series of monkey selfies and videos recorded in the phone. Dude! My uncle was joking and maybe that maybe the monkey took some selfies with the phone. So when I checked the phone, the photo gallery, he was shocked to find there were monkey selfies on the phone. He said he was curious why the monkey took the phone and not the camera or other things in his room. He said the primate must have thought it was food as it has a colorful casing. Most of the images were blurry, but some showed the monkey's face. One of the videos taken from atop a tree showed glimpses of the monkey opening his mouth and appearing to try and eat the phone. My house is now in a total lockdown, he said, laughing, adding that he didn't want a repeat of, of the incident. So he must be guarding his stuff pretty closely now that they've had entry into the home. Um, such a good story. I'm going to link it at BizarreBus.com. In a gruesome and horrific uh, discovery, body parts were found inside suitcases in south suburban Markham on Tuesday. This is out of Illinois. Police said the body parts were hauled all the way from Kentucky on a Greyhound bus, and the family of the man who came with them had no idea. As CBS's Two's Germont Terry reported, the family members were at the police station in Markham until late Tuesday night answering questions. Terry is told they are cooperating with the investigation. Police said the man's family suspected something was strange about the suitcases, but no one expected body parts that ended up being discovered in them. Meanwhile, Markham police spent much of the day Tuesday outside a house at 164th and Wood Streets, neighbor David Scott did not think much of the police officers across the street at first. Uh, he said, I went to the store, and by the time I went to the neighborhood store and I came back, that's when I saw the yellow tape of the crime scene. I knew something was bad and that must have happened. But Scott, along with the family who lives in the house, did not realize how bad things were. Markham police said the homeowner's son recently came to visit from Kentucky. He brought with him luggage, two, maybe three bags. Inside the heavy luggage was the dismembered body parts of a woman. Police said the man boarded the Greyhound bus in Louisville, Kentucky, traveling more than five hours with the body parts to the Chicago Greyhound station 
uh, at 630 Harrison Street. His family picked him up and brought him home with the bags to the house in Markham. That's even more crazy, traveling body parts. Chief White insisted the family did not realize what was in the bags, but after a few days, it became odd when the man never unpacked but kept guarding the suitcases. There was some sort of early reports of a foul odor coming from the bags. Well, I'm sure there was. That's, dude, what the hell? What did he think was going to happen? Was he going back to Louisville with him or what? On Tuesday morning, the man left the house and headed to the public library in Markham, leaving the suitcases behind. At that point, family members finally opened one suitcase. A human body part was discovered. They immediately backed away and called police. And then police found several chopped up body parts of the woman, the result of a crime they believed happened in Kentucky, but unraveled in Markham. Dude, what the hell was this dude? Why? Um, Terry is told the body could be linked to a missing woman from Louisville last week. Why, dude? Man, bless her family. That's a messed up way to find out. Anyway, um, I wonder if that, uh, they must have caught the dude when he came back, I guess. They didn't say. But I'm going to link the story at BizarreAbyss.com. Well, let's take a small break to show you the new Bizarre Abyss face mask. Oh my gosh, y'all. You asked for it. You got it. Uh, $12.99. I'm sorry. I, that's the best we could do, y'all. We really tried to keep it lower than that. I really wanted to keep it uh, $10.99, but I could not get it any lower. Um, offers full nose and mouth coverage, single-sided print. Includes two six-inch elastic ear loops, non-medical grade product, as you, of course, know. And one dollar from every mass sale is donated to nonprofit to feed the children in need. Comes in black, gray, white, and red. So feel free to check that out. Go to BizarreBist.com and get yours today if you would like to support us. Dude, it's Bizarre Best Headlines, 100% unfiltered. A team of researchers at Monash University in Melbourne, Australia, has built a bionic device that they say can restore vision to the blind through a brain implant. The team is now preparing for what they claim will be the world's first human clinical tri trials of a bionic eye and are asking for additional funding to eventually manufacture it on a global scale. It's essentially the guts of a smartphone combined with a brain implanted micro electrodes as TechCrunch reports. The Genesis Bionic Vision System, a project that's more than 10 years in the making, bypasses damaged opt optic nerves to allow signals to be transmitted from the retina to the vision center of the brain. The system is made up of a custom-designed headgear, which includes a camera and a wireless transmitter. A processor unit takes care of data crunching while a set of tiles implanted inside the brain delivers the signals. Our design creates a visual pattern of, from combinations of up to 172 spots of light, which provides information for the individual to navigate indoor and outdoor environments and recognize the presence of people and objects around them. I imagine as they continue, it'll even get better, you know, so like this might be the first camera ever made whereas now they're like you don't even need to really buy a camera if the one on your phone is good enough pretty much um 
The researchers are also hoping to adapt the system to help those with untreatable neurological conditions, such as limb paralysis, to regain movement. If successful, um, the Monash Vision Group team will look to create new commercial enterprise focused on providing vision to people with untreatable blindness and movement uh, to the arms of people paralyzed by, by uh, quadriplegia, transforming their health care. A trial in July showed that the Genaris array was able to be transplanted safely into the brains of three sheep using a pneumatic inserter with the cumulative with a cumulative 2,700 hours of stimulation not causing any adverse health effects. It's still unclear when the first human trials will take place. With extra investment, we'll be able to manufacture these cortical implants here in Australia at the scale needed to progress into human trials. The news comes after Elon Musk's brain computer interface company Neuralink announced it's testing its coin-sized interface prototype in live pigs. The end goals are similar to treat brain issues, including blindness and paralysis. Um, so whether the Monash device is technically the first bionic eye, though, may come down to semantics. A separate brain implant, a visual prosthetic device developed by scientists at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, recently allowed both blind and sighted participants to see the shapes of letters as detailed in a paper published in May. So they're moving right along with all this the, uh, visual bionic stuff. We'll see how it goes and we'll keep an eye on it. I will link it at bizarrebus.com. Orbiting Earth is a growing problem which threatens the future of human space exploration. To tackle this issue, the business secretary, Alok Sharma, has announced one million in funding via the UK Space Agency for seven space cleaning programs. So this is out of the UK. Um, just so you know, that's who their business secretary is. Astronomers are concerned that high value craft in low Earth orbit, such as the International Space Station, could be destroyed by a rogue piece of debris. Currently, there's no way of accurately monitoring and tracking small pieces of debris which could be hurling towards a multi-million pound satellite. That's freaking totally concerning. It's believed that there are around 160 million pieces of debris floating around Earth, trapped in our planet's gravity and traveling at 18,000 miles per hour. Of these, almost one million are believed to be larger than one centimeter. If one of these were to collide with a satellite, the damage would be devastating. Not only would it destroy the craft, it would likely set off a chain reaction seeing innumerable satellites knocked out of action. This would have a catastrophe this would have catastrophic implications for life on Earth, as modern society relies on satellite services for GPS, mobile communications, and weather forecasting. Millions of pieces of space junk orbiting the Earth present a significant threat to UK satellite systems, which provide vital service that we all take for granted. The mobile communications to weather forecasting, says Business Secretary Alok Sharma. He also told the Telegraph that action to clean up space must now be taken before it's too late. If we don't take action now, low Earth orbit could become too perilous for satellites or even humans on the International Space Station. 
Currently, there's no way to remove space debris, and the only biggest items in orbit can, and only the biggest items in orbit can be spotted. And it's hoped that the funding will help make it possible for them to remove some of this stuff. One project dubbed Life Me Off will create an AI-powered algorithm that can differentiate between junk and actual satellites. Another called Lumi Space will use lasers to track and map the objects. These seven made the cut from a total of 26 proposals, says US or UKSA. You would never let a car drive down a motorway, motorway full of broken glass and wreckages, and yet this is what satellites and spa the space station have to navigate every day in their orbital lanes. Um, wow, that's, I guess we don't really think about that too much. Um, I hear there's debris out there, but we don't really think about it too much. And it, should it get to the point where we can't even lift off the planet, that's a problem. I'm going to link it at bizarrebus.com. Thanks for hanging in with me tonight. Stay bizarre. Yeah. Make sure you take a deep breath. Think positive. Just saying. Dude. Penguins given free reign to roam around the aquarium since there's no visitors allowed. That's awesome. Dude, look. He's looking around. He's loving it. I got a new section under the on the headlines page at the bottom called Bad Seeds. Matt Geets of Florida, 1st Congressional District, blocked the whole process by wearing a gas mask when reviewing the funding. You're a super freaking winner, dude. An Alaska airman has been punished for peeing in the office coffee maker. Dude, why? Like, how did, why? Did you take it in the bathroom with you? Did you stand in the kitchen and whip it out? Clearly, this airman is dedicated to getting kicked the F out. He's trying really hard, y'all.